Good evening. Thank you for coming. Uh, continuing in the Hilchot Tisha B'Av, we've been talking about the Sudam Afseket, the final meal that we eat before the fast on Tisha B'Av. Here the Shechan Aruch says, Kol Zeh, everything that we've been learning up until this point about the Sudam Afseket, he says, is B'Sudam Afseket, She'in Dato Lechol Odachare Sudat Keva. This is assuming this is the final meal, formal meal that you're going to eat uh, until the fast. Okay, and it also has to be specifically the last meal that you're going to eat after chatzot, the uh, halachic midpoint of the day. But if you were eating a meal prior to chatzot, that midpoint of the day, or if you're eating a meal after that midpoint, but but you plan on having another fixed meal, so you wouldn't have to be worried about these different details, right? We spoke about the menu, we spoke about who you were eating with, sitting on the floor, all those different details. It wouldn't apply unless uh, you meet these conditions, right? It's after chatzot, after the midpoint of the day, and you don't plan on having a formal meal uh, afterwards. If you don't meet those criteria, so then you don't have to take on the stringencies of this type of meal. Right? You would be able to eat uh, regularly, uh, so to speak. You have to be careful though, the Mishabur points out that let's say, uh, I plan on eating after this meal, right? Let's say it's after chatzot. I plan on eating after this meal, but it's not going to be a sudak keva. Let's say I'm not going to wash, right? So I'm just going to have a granola bar or something. I don't know. So he says you have to be careful because then you might have to take on the qualities of a sudam second, right? At the that first meal, not at your snack. The snack would still be regular. So he says you got to keep that uh, in mind, but we're talking about that final meal. The Ramah here says, but minag Ashkenazi says the practice among the Ashkenazim is lechol sudak mincha. We usually have the big formal meal before davening mincha. Then we go and we'll daven mincha at the shul. And then we come back and we have this final meal. He says, We have the custom to eat a little bit more at the first meal. So that, uh, you know, we can fast. We don't have any difficulties with that. Because similar to Yom Kippur, we start fasting already, you know, the evening prior, right? It's the full... Uh, Full day, just like it is on Yom Kippur. So we got to make sure that we're going to be okay. So he says we eat a lot uh, at that first meal. And he says, We also have a hint to this in a Midrash. So the Ramah here doesn't bring the Midrash. It's a fascinating Midrash. The Midrash talks about how the Jewish people, they eat and they drink. Maybe even they get drunk. And then they go to the shul and they sit on the floor and they read uh, the keynote, right? And they say, Eicha. It's a fascinating Midrash. It's not really so clear uh, how you understand the Midrash. First of all, is that a good thing or a bad thing, right? Is it a good thing that they're really full and bloated and then they come to Shul and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry, we're reading Psukim, like, Tovim hayu right? That it was you know, better off to die by the sword than by uh, famine, lo aleinu, right? There's starvation and we're, we're feel, right? So is that a good thing or a bad thing? Unclear, unclear. It's not necessarily also clear historically when is that referring to. So there is an interesting machloket, we're going out into the weeds here, but this is important. So we know that the first Beit HaMikdash is destroyed. Seventy years later, we have another Beit HaMikdash. What did they do on Tisha B'Av when there was a second Beit HaMikdash? Did they fast? It's not clear. It seems to be machloket among the Rishonim, between the Bali Tosot and the Rambam. What were they doing during the second temple? Were they fasting or were they not fasting? So it's possible that maybe they were doing something in between. They were having like a festive meal celebrating the fact that they do have a Beit HaMikdash, but at the same time, they wanted to remember the sins that led to the destruction. So what would happen? They would have a big festive meal, and then even though their stomachs were bloated because they were celebrating the second Beit HaMikdash, they then went and sat on the floor to mourn the first. Right? So it's a fascinating conversation, again, a topic for a different evening, but at least for our conversation, the Ramah says, we have at least a raya, we have a hint, this idea of having a big meal first, then you go and daven mincha, and then you would go and you would... Um, have the Sudam second, the final meal that we've been talking about. He says, but, 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 He says, but, if you don't need to have that big first meal, 
And you know that uh, you know, you're a good faster, whatever the situation is, so don't have such a big blowout meal beforehand. You know, eat enough so that you're going to be uh, comfortable. Uh, the, the fast won't uh, you know, put you in bed all day, but you don't go over the top, and then you have mincha, and you have your sudam afseket when you come back. So what we'll have to figure out is, this seems to be the common practice that I think most of us have. We have like you know, the big meal, so to speak, to get ready for the fast, the carbo loading, and then we'll daven, right? Maybe not necessarily in that order, maybe we daven earlier in the day, but we have that big meal first, and then we do the sudam second afterwards as like the last thing before the fast. So we'll have to just figure out bracha-wise that could get a little bit complicated if we don't space, thing, space things out properly. So keep coming back. We'll talk a little bit about the right way to do it and maybe not the right way to do it and how we should avoid it.